Happy Tuesday, everybody. It is August the 18th, and these are some of the headlines on BizarreBus.com. NASA tracking vast growing anomaly in Earth's magnetic field. More eggs harvested from the last two northern white rhinos. California facing largest power outages in history. And this is how the universe is expected to end. All these headlines and more on BizarreBus.com. Dude. It's Bizarre Best Headlines, 100% unfiltered. NASA is actively monitoring a strange anomaly in Earth's magnetic field. A giant region of lower magnetic intensity in the skies above the planet stretching out between South America and Southwest Africa. This vast development phenomenon called the South Atlantic Anomaly has intrigued and concerned scientists for years and perhaps none more so than NASA researchers. The space agency's satellites and spacecraft are particularly vulnerable to the weakened magnetic field strength within the anomaly and the resulting exposure to charged particles from the sun. The South Atlantic Anomaly, or SAA as it's better known, is likened by NASA to a dent in the Earth's magnetic field or a kind of pothole in space. Generally doesn't affect life on Earth, but the same can't be said for the orbital spacecraft, including the International Space Station, which passes directly through the anomaly as they loop around the planet at low Earth orbit altitudes. During these encounters, the reduced magnetic field strength inside the anomaly means technical Systems on board satellites can cause short circuit and malfunction if they become struck by high energy protons emanating from the sun. These random hits may usually only produce low level glitches, but they do carry the risk of causing significant data loss or even permanent damage to the key components. Threats obliging satellite operators to routinely, I'm sorry, threats obliging. <laughs> I'll get it right. Satellite operators to routinely shut down spacecraft systems before spacecraft enter the anomaly zone. Mitigating those hazards in space is one of the reasons NASA is tracking the SAA. Another is that the mystery of the anomaly represents a great opportunity to investigate a complex and difficult to understand phenomenon. And NASA's broad resources and research groups are uniquely well appointed to study the occurrence. The magnetic field is actually a superposition of fields from many current sources, explains ge geophysicist Terry Sabaka from NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center. The primary source is considered to be a swirling ocean of molten iron inside Earth's outer core, thousands of kilometers below the ground. The movement of that mass generates electrical currents that create Earth's magnetic field, but not necessarily uniformly, it seems. The huge reservoir of dense rock called the African Large Low Shear Velocity Province, located 1,800 miles below the African continent, disturbs the field's generation, resulting in a dramatic weakening effect, which is aided by the tilt of the planet's magnetic axis. The observed SAA, can be also interpreted as a consequence of weakening dominance if the dipole field in the region, says NASA Goddard geophysicist. More specifically, a localized field with reverse polarity grows strongly in the SSA region, thus making the field intensity very weak, weaker than that of the surrounding regions. 
While there's much scientists still don't fully understand about the anomaly and its implications, new insights are continually shedding light on this phenomenon. Um, so today I read where it actually, the pothole split in half. They were watching that today. Um, I don't know if they'll talk about that in this story, but I thought I would mention it. It's not just moving, however, even more remarkably, the phenomenon seems to be in the process. Oh, here we go. Sorry, dudes. Splitting in two with researchers this year discovering that the SAA appears to be dividing into two distinct cells, each representing a separate center of minimum magnetic intensity with the greater anomaly. Just what that means for the future of SAA remains unknown, but in any case, there's evidence to suggest that the anomaly is not a new appearance. A study published last month suggested the phenomenon is not a freak event of recent times, but a recurrent magnetic event that may have affected Earth as far back as 11 million years ago. If so, that could signal that the South Atlantic anomaly is not a trigger or a precursor to the entire planet's magnetic field flipping, which is something that actually happens, if not for hundreds of thousands of years at a time. Obviously, huge questions remain, but with so much going on with the vast magnetic oddity, it's good to know the world's most powerful space agency is watching it as closely as they are. I could not agree more. I'm going to link this at BizarreBus.com. International team of scientists said they successfully extracted eggs from the last two remaining northern white rhinos. A step on the way to possibly saving the subspecies from extinction. Northern. There's two northern female white rhinos left. Ten eggs were harvested from the female rhinos at the uh, Kenyan Conservation Location. The scientists said Tuesday they hope to use them to create viable embryos that would be transferred into surrogates, since neither one of these rhinos can carry a pregnancy to term. The coronavirus pandemic had delayed the process, but the team from Germany's Institute for Zoo and Wildlife Research um, in the Czech Republic said the ovum pickup went smoothly and without any complications. The harvested eggs, the third round to be taken from the two females since August 2019, were immediately flown to the Avante Laboratory in Italy, Avanti TA to be artificially inseminated with frozen sperm from the now deceased northern white rhino bulls. There are none left. Great job, humans. These embryos were created from the previously extracted eggs. The next step is to select female southern white rhinos, another rhino subspecies, uh, at the same location to serve as surrogate mothers. The last male northern white rhino, his name was Sudan, died in March of 2018. Work to keep northern white rhinos from dying out therefore turns on perfecting in vitro fertilization techniques and keeping the remaining two females alive. They are worth gold. More than gold. That is almost a tragic story, but at the same time, it's a really good story that at, at this final 12 o'clock hour, we're trying to do something to save the species. I'll link it at bizarrebus.com. Let's take a quick break, and uh, we wanted to show you the support page at bizarrebus.com where you can just go 
to BizarreBest.com and click on Support Us. You can choose t-shirts, uh, anything you've seen in the videos. We try to list. There's five uh, different ways that you can try to support us. You can use Cash App, Zelle, PayPal, Bitcoin. Um, you can just send a straight uh, Zelle request if you want, Venmo. You can uh, choose to uh, purchase a mask, any of the t-shirts. We got Alien Lives Matter, Earth Life Matters, Black Hole Eats Matters, Black Holes Eat Matter. Um, <laughs> we've got a lot of different things you can do to support us. We would certainly appreciate it if you feel that we deserve that. Thank you so much. BizarreVist.com Real news, no bullshit. California's facing its largest power outages in history this week amid record heat waves. They went through this last summer too, if you recall. And then they did like the power outages and last summer they blamed it. Um, they, they didn't want fires to happen, so they did the power outages. I wonder if that's the case this year. As California struggles to rebound from the pestilence, wilting heat and fire, wildfires, it's facing another dangerous crisis, blackouts. As temperatures broke records across the state, California energy officials announced the first, here we go, same company, the first rolling blackouts in the state since, two, that's the lie, the first rolling blackouts since 2001 and warned that the state was bracing for what could be the largest power, power outage it had ever seen, likely on Monday. I did videos in there on the TikTok account and the YouTube account about California last summer having rolling blackouts because they were afraid that the electricity being on would start wildfires. I'm not tripping balls. This isn't 1984 where you just change the fucking history because you want to. No, dude. When asked about the number of Californians who will be impacted and how it ranks historically, the president CEO um, of the Independent Service Operator, a nonprofit that operates the state's power grid, said he wasn't entirely sure. Well, maybe they mean a different company. Maybe this is a different company since 2001 because the last company, uh, that wasn't the name of them. And I can't remember the name right now, but that definitely wasn't the name of them. Either way, dude, don't fucking lie. There's been blackouts. I can't speak to historical cons comparisons. I wasn't here during the energy crisis. When pressed by a reporter who had run the numbers and estimated that 3.3 million Californians will be impacted, um, the dude asserted that his calculations were probably fairly accurate. The San Jose Mer Mercury News estimates power outages impacted 1.5 million people in 2001. Given that the number of 3.3 million people without power would be at least twice as large. Well, are y'all forgetting about last summer? It's, ISO officials said they were shutting down powers to residents to prevent events of an even greater magnitude. We avoid demand exceeding supply to ensure there's not a widespread system collapse said ISO Market Policy and Performance of VP Mark, the student named Mark. On Monday, officials said they expect blackouts to begin at 4 p.m. and extend through 10 p.m. in two-hour blocks for each affected area. The big problem is a shortage of power. 
that could be imported from utilities in neighboring states. California has been able to bridge the gaps in previous heat waves because it could bring in the power. This time, though, we're facing diminished imports because the West is heating up. Okay, that explains that part. It is heating up. Governor Gav Newsom, Gav Gavin Newsom said that the state was using all the tools in the toolkit to meet the demand. We're likely to fall short. So all you people in California that pay these extremely high taxes, you have the sun all the time, and you're not, like, solar-powered yet? The sun's free, y'all. I figured y'all would have had that under control by now. Or something. I, I don't get that part. Like, the sun is free. Why are you, why is this a problem? Newsom noted that temperatures in Death Valley reached 130 on Sunday. Yes, Newsom, you are correct about that. A peak not hit since a century plus. Newsom added that rather extraordinary weather conditions also have put firefighters under enormous pressure as they battle wild, wild, wild I'll get it out, wildfires across the strait. The strait. <laughs> the state, dude. I'm not even drinking. What the hell? Anyway, so now they have to worry about these wildfires, too. And I bet they do blackouts again because of that. It might have been a different section of the state, and that's why it was a different company. I don't know. But they did have rolling blackouts last effing summer, dude. I did the story on it several times. Because the electric company at first was like, they didn't, they, they were blaming this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden they didn't want you to have electricity because it might start a fire. Get your shit together. That's what I was saying last year. Anyway, there's more to it. I'll link it at BizarreBus.com. Physicists predicts mind-boggling number of years before the universe ends. That's good news for us, right? Like, <laughs> I don't want it to happen tomorrow. Um, the universe's perpetual clock keeps on ticking off the seconds, even in peculiar times such as these, when work weeks seem to fly by past, or fly past like hours and months are in a silent blur. But just to put things into proper perspective for how insignificant our strictly defined daily blocks of time are, one inquisitive scientist has devised a formula to predict just when cosmic existence will finally come to a screeching halt and the final super, supernova erupts. Dude, the hypothetical number of years has like a bazillion zeros. Theoretical physicist Matt Kaplan, an assistant professor of physics at Illinois State University, admits that humanity will be long gone when this lonely farewell occurs in an impossibly distant future that's difficult to wrap one's mind around. When all of the heavenly lights go dark, black holes dominate and frigid stars flicker out forever. It will be a bit of a sad, lonely, cold place. It's known as heat death, where the universe will be mostly black holes and burned out stars. I became a physicist for one reason. I wanted to think about the big questions. Why is the universe here and how will it end? Dude, answer away. In a new research paper published August 7th in the monthly notices of Royal A Astronomical Society, Kaplan did some heavy duty number crunching and attempted to calculate how to see stars might transition and evolve over time. In doing so, he came to an approximate conclusion 
as to when that depressing event might happen. Kaplan's findings start with an educated estimate of just how much buildup iron black dwarfs of varied sizes would need to be to trigger an explosion. He figured out that the initial black dwarf supernova will detonate in about 10 to the 1,100th years. In years. It's like saying the word trillion almost a hundred times, he explains. If you wrote it out, it would take up most of a page. It's mind-bogglingly far in the future, so trillions times 100. It's easier to say. Stars less than about 10 times the mass of the sun do not have the gravity or density to produce iron in their cores the way massive stars do, so they can't explode in a supernova. Kaplan, Kaplan postulates that the most gigantic black, black dwarfs will pop first, then a diminishing number of more diminutive... Why, dude? I can't talk tonight. Just other stars until there are none left, which he expects will be in about 10 times 32,000 years. That's one zany string of zeros. They say that all good things must come to an end, and apparently it's no different for our universe as well. Uh, now make your final years extraordinary. It's so funny because I'd like to know why he thinks we might not be here a trillion times a hundred years. I mean, do we like um, become something else? Is it like, well, I mean, that makes sense if we were, what if we became like um, ghost beings or something or something you could see through or whatever, dude. Maybe we just creep out to a new planet. It's fun to think about. Also, terrifying. <laughs> anyway, I will link that at bizarrebus.com. Thanks for joining me tonight. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Stay bizarre. Yeah. Make sure you take a deep breath. Think positive. Just saying. Dude. Penguins given free reign to roam around the aquarium since there's no visitors allowed. That's awesome. Dude, look. He's looking around. He's loving it. I got a new section under the on the headlines page at the bottom called Bad Seeds. Matt Geats of Florida, 1st Congressional District, blocked the whole process by wearing a gas mask when reviewing the funding. You're a super freaking winner, dude. An Alaska airman has been punished for peeing in the office coffee maker. Dude, why? Like, how did, why? Did you take it in the bathroom with you? Did you stand in the kitchen and whip it out? Clearly, this airman is dedicated to getting kicked the F out. He's trying really hard, y'all.